0: Welcome to The Last Point Wins, NBA podcast brought to you by two dudes who watch a lot of basketball and try to give you their opinion on it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we're not big enough yet that I got to worry about being sued by anybody, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yo, so I did want to highlight some
0: some things that we talked about that obviously the national media is talking about a few days behind. So on our last podcast, I asked you the question, are the Suns for real? And that's all you see. And then two podcasts before that, we both highlighted how good Kelly Oubre has been this season. So uh, just shout out to us. We're awesome. Everybody else sucks. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, we were definitely on the Suns thing early. It took the national media a little while um, for the Suns to register with them. I mean, I don't want to necessarily beat the same topics over and over again. On each pod. Um, So, I mean, we can just quickly touch on some things with one being the Suns and our for real or for fake segment, I suppose, because it does look like the Wolves and Hawks, who we've spent a lot of time these last couple podcasts talking about, have come crashing down to reality. Um, You know, obviously the Hawks missed Trey for a couple games, but now they've got John Collins out for 25 games. Cam Reddish. It just doesn't look good. So that almost looks like a a missed draft pick, at least for now. You know, obviously he's got the world ahead of him. But they're not a good enough team to sustain things like that. And then the Wolves just, you know, the Wolves are who we thought they were. But, yeah, you know, shout out to the Suns there. They, They seem to still be trucking along. But, again, you know, we'll see after 20, 40 games. But I think you and I talked about that the expectations aren't high for them. So if after, you know, forty games they're, you know, two games over five hundred, I'll be impressed. You know what if, I mean? If they're anywhere near five hundred,
0: like through the halfway point of the season, I think we're going to be impressed. Because we didn't expect anything from uh, from that roster.
1: You know, hundred no, percent thought that was a low twenties um, win team, twenty two, twenty four wins this season. So I mean, if they're they've are they're already out five and two if, if they keep this up and they're you know even if they're 12 and 10 or something i'll be impressed you know after 20 games and so like what
0: like so we talked about a little bit like what do you contribute their success to is it like one person is it one thing or is it like a multi multitude of things that, to make them be good at this point i guess they're i guess we have to say the suns are a good basketball team uh, november 7th 2019
1: I honestly have no clue, man. Moving Devin Booker off the ball and lessening his burden definitely helps. And that's not a surprise because we've been talking about how they need to do that for a couple of years. It's the same thing that the Utah Jazz wanted to do by bringing in Mike Conley and moving Donovan Mitchell off the ball. I think these teams recognize that you know, not only is, if you talk specifically about Spider and uh, Devin Booker, that they're... Skill set is probably best suited to be off the ball, but you also just don't want to, like, have these guys have to do everything. You know, bringing the ball up the court, initiating the office, and being the star of the offense is hard. So the Rubio addition is big. Baines brings a level of toughness, defense, and knowing his role, which is important. I love um, Australia. <laughs> uh, shout out to Tommy Heinsohn. But then you just kind of have to point to Monty Williams,
0: I guess. Yeah, I mean, I hope they can keep it up, like just, just for it to be interesting and just taking a look at the West real quick. So Phoenix Suns are in are in a three-way tie for the two seed right now at five and two. Obviously that, that's not going to sustain, but going through the Western Conference playoff picture as early as it is, it's Lakers at the one seed, Dallas, Phoenix, Denver at the two seed, Clippers at the five seed tied with Houston and Utah, and then Minnesota and Sac at the eight seed, and then on the outside is Oakland, Portland. So if you, if I were to put a gun in your head right now, like what teams are going to be in and what teams are going to be out?
1: I think we know six that are in, which leaves two spots. So the six being in would be Lakers, Mavs, Nuggets, so Clippers. You, you uh, change your story on the Mavs, huh? Yeah, we we'll got get to you. that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, wait. Hold on. Lakers Lakers, Nuggets, Clippers, Jazz, Rockets. Yeah, so that's five. If I give the Mavs six, and I'm thinking Blazers get in at seven, the Blazers figure this thing out, then that leaves one spot that you gotta think the Spurs are gonna grab up. So basically the only thing that's changed from preseason is that the Warriors dropped out. So for the Suns to get in there, they have to outlast, you know, the Blazers, Mavs or Spurs, basically. I think the top five are our shoo-ins.
0: yeah i don't know like so we talked uh before the season started and like you backed me in the corner about portland i made like a bold prediction that portland was not going to make the playoffs even even though i then reneged and put them in the playoffs i could actually see portland missing the playoffs they, like they're they're a disappointing team so far and uh their injuries are like a huge concern to me they have like zach collins going out is is huge
1: yeah and they did they sacrificed a bit of depth they lost some key contributors uh, but you know i mean it's a small market team it's hard for them to sustain that they obviously have a great backcourt that's had a lot of success for them so they couldn't afford to lose either of those two guys and then nurkic got paid and his injury is obviously unfortunate so they're a little thin but um i still like their experience and just top heavy talent to you know at least carry them to a playoff spot i i I find it hard to imagine them missing. So I'll be I'll be stubborn on that one for, you know, at least until January.
0: See, I'm not going to be stubborn on that. I think uh, I think Portland's going to be out. And I think closer to the trade deadline, we've talked about it before, like in years past, uh, that they need to either choose between Dane Lillard and CJ McCollum. I could see them moving off one of them at the trade deadline because they're just so far. I, I just don't think they're good this year. Like, I, I get the backcourt talent. But their wings, they don't have any good wings at, at this point. They don't have any good front court players. So I just feel like that's it. Like I think we've seen the best of Portland, and I wouldn't be surprised if they look to make some moves at the trade deadline.
1: Yeah, they're just so limited with what they can do. I don't, I don't think they're ready to break up that backcourt yet. I don't know. I mean, they're they're sort of always going to be stuck in. I don't want to say mediocrity because that's that almost sounds too harsh. But they're they're always going to be stuck in like. Playoff contention, but not a contender. And so, what would breaking up the backcourt really do? They're not going to get anything back that's going to propel them to contender status. So they would really just be risking falling out of playoff contention. And I think in that market, they're pretty content with the fact that they just they make the playoffs every single year and can at least threaten.
0: No, I I mean I get that, and like I don't want to play GM, even though that's my favorite thing to do, but the only thing for a mid market or a small market team to do is to get shots of the draft. So if you can move CJ McCollum or Dame Lillard for like three first round draft picks and get multiple shots at getting a franchise changing player, that's what you have to do to eventually win a championship. I mean, I guess you're happy making the the playoff, playoffs if you're them, but if you ever want to get over the hump, you've got to organically grow an all-star. So th- that's my well- take on that.
1: I know a team that plays at 33rd Street between 7th and 8th Avenue in New York City that would trade them multiple first-round draft picks for Damian Lillard, so.
0: Hey, let's go. But, so, speaking of your team, right, there was i uh, I'd rather not. Well, I mean, we're going to brush by it uh, to get to a bigger topic. So, David Fizdale is in the media talking about, you know, R.J. Barrett's 19 years old. He We don't need to load manage him. And then we saw Kawhi Leonard sit out, which now I will never watch another fucking Clippers game because that's bullshit. And so now that has become the hot topic right now. And I don't want to touch on hot topics because everybody else is touching on it. But briefly, what's your rant about this load management shit?
1: I think it's bullshit. I think the the nerds are invading the sport and they're creating almost untrue narratives that then – It's like a snowball effect that they gain momentum, and then people just blindly follow suit. I don't think that – I don't believe in load management. I mean, if you just look at the minutes per game leaders the last five decades, I don't think there's any correlation to injuries or longer, shorter careers, whatever – I think that it started as a San Antonio Spurs organizational thing. Greg Popovich was the first one to kind of start doing this with his older players. He had Ginobili, Parker, and Duncan who were all long in the tooth, and he was, you know, giving them days off here and there because the Spurs were winning 5 championships, so they were in the goddamn finals every single year, so he was thinking long range, playing chess when everybody else was playing checkers and said, "You know what?" I need my 35-year-olds to be there game seven in June. I don't need them, you know, in Milwaukee on a Wednesday night in January. So it started with him. And then Kawhi was a product of the Spurs organization. And Kawhi's case is a little more unique in itself too because he obviously had the injury. You know, team doctors are always going to have the team's best interest in mind. And so if you can play – they're going to say, you can play. Kawhi is going to have Kawhi's best interest in mind. And if he feels like he can't play, then he's not going to want to play. I'm fine with both of those. I'm not saying either one is right or wrong. But so Kawhi obviously felt, you know, misdiagnosed by the Spurs. There was obviously a bit of contention there. And so when then when Kawhi moved on to the Raptors, the Raptors were kind of, you know, had no choice but to do what Kawhi said. It was kind of like, uh, an ugly guy getting a chance to date a hot girl. You're going to let the hot girl have a little big more. Facts. Big facts. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, Cole, the, the Raptors were the ugly girl dating the hot guy and the hot girl. And, uh, When Kawhi says, oh, I don't want to play every five games, it's, it's, yes, sir, man, whatever you say, sure, no problem, just please stay here, please stay here, you know what I mean? And so he kind of ran the organization, but so right now it's more of a Kawhi thing, and now Kawhi is the one who's already missed his, you know, the second game in eight games. I think the whole thing is ludicrous, but I'm not sure that, I mean, point to the other superstars that are doing this. I mean, are there any? Or are we creating a mountain out of a molehill?
0: No, uh, like – so we talked about it briefly and I, so I went back and forth and I, I started looking into it. So I can, I feel like Derek Rose's injury could have been prevented because Tom Thibodeau played him a lot of minutes. I feel like Joakim's Noah Joakim Noah's career was cut a little bit short because of Tom Thibodeau. So I understand what the load management is and what it does. But as a fan and watching the game, I want to see the best players out there at their best. So, I, I can't be mad at the load management portion, I guess. Like, I can be mad at the players or upset, at, like, at the moment. But I guess the NBA needs to figure out how to shorten the season or or do something to make sure they're, the best product gets out. Because, like, I want to watch Kawhi Leonard go against Giannis Antetokounmpo all day. And I didn't get to watch that. And I said in the last podcast, fuck the Clippers if Kawhi Leonard sits. So I'm still saying fuck the Clippers. But I can understand them rusting. I just don't know the science about it. I guess like looking looking into it, the science is like hit or miss. Like you don't know if if it's right or wrong. I just want to see the best players play on TV when when I get to watch them. That's it. That's all I want as a fan. So
1: however it needs to get shaken out to do that, we need to, we need to figure it out. Well, I think it's just it's a Kawhi thing right now. I mean, we we'll, I will we'll. Continue to monitor, and we'll see if it grows bigger than Kawhi. I could see LeBron wanting to take a couple days off here and there during the season. Now, historically, he hasn't. I mean, this man has played a lot of minutes and a lot of games in his career over a long career. So historically, he hasn't done it. But if you're LeBron James and you went to eight straight NBA finals and you're now 35 years old and you got your shiny new teammate in Anthony Davis and you're thinking legacy and another title – and you know catching Kobe Jordan these guys blah blah, and you want to take off one game out of every fucking fifteen games, then go ahead. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't even be mad at LeBron if he if he ends up doing it at some point this season. But he's the only one other one I can really think of that's doing it. Your other superstars aren't going to do it. Harden doesn't like to miss games. Westbrook doesn't like to miss games. He's Dame, not, Will- Dame, Lillard, Dame Lillard, doesn't like to miss games. Yeah. Well, so so Westbrook sat right. What was the deal with that? Um, I I did see that second game of a back to back they sat him. Yeah, load management. So, so you're starting to see it. Like you're, yeah.
0: you start. It, but I, I, I don't know. I guess if you're over 30, like 30 is a cutoff for me. So if you're under 30, you're doing load management. Go fuck yourself, right? right? If you're over 30, okay, I can see see you taking a break. I'm over 30. I want to take a break from work. I want to load manage my my like my job. So like I feel you. So I think 30 is my cutoff with that.
1: Well, it also depends. I mean, like I said, those Spurs teams. They knew what they were. They went to, I mean, how many finals did the Spurs go to? They they I know they won five. They lost at least two others. I mean, they they were going they went to seven finals in 15 years or something. They knew what they were. They were a team. The regular season didn't mean anything to them. They were, they didn't care about seed. They didn't care about home field advantage, uh, home court advantage. They were playing the long game, NBA finals. That's where LeBron is right now. LeBron I mean, the regular season is a bore to him. He went to eight straight finals. Granted, he did in the Eastern Conference, but he's fucking LeBron James. You know what I mean? So if he wants to do it, fine. But I don't need to hear that, like, you know, Damian Lillard is doing load management. I don't want to hear that, you know, Jokic is doing load management when you haven't won anything yet. You know, like, I I need it to be a guy who actually is going, you know, so Kawhi – Whatever, fair to you. You know what? You're you're playing the long game, but if unless you're gonna be unless you know that you're gonna be there in June, don't be doing load management in November. How many can actually say that?
0: Yeah, I mean it worked for quite last year. So like, as a fan, I don't want to see it, but I I understand. I guess is my take on that.
1: Now, real quick, on the topic of LeBron and the Lakers, I don't want to delve too much into the Lakers. Let's let the the you know rest of the world do that but obviously they're looking pretty good the weird thing with the lakers is it's lebron who's looking really good and anthony davis who's playing second string i think we all kind of thought lebron was going to maybe take a back seat to anthony davis he's looking better now why is lebron coming out here and saying that uh we all said that he was up who who said that did you say that i didn't say that i didn't say that at all is this just something that's super, you know, we all know that Jordan was sick in the head and that to fuel his competitive fire, he almost had to like make up stories that, you know, the opponent that was going to be guarding him that night like said that he sucked or something and it wasn't true. And then the poor opponent would be like, you know, his knees would be knocking because he'd be like, wait a minute, Mr. Jordan, I didn't say that. Is that what LeBron's doing here? Because I'm looking back at my list, okay? I have a list of my top 20 best players in the NBA. This is dated January 9th, 2019, because it's in my phone, so I can see when I made it. And I so that's that's eleven months ago. That's this calendar year, 2019, and I have LeBron James number one. So who said that he was watched? I don't understand where that I mean, is he just because what, if he needs to do that to fuel his competitive fire then fine I get that create slights to continue to give you motivation but then like Dwayne Wade's taken to Twitter and it's like oh all these idiots who said he was washed like let's not lump everybody in because one you know like like let's just say a guy like skip Bayless said it you know some gas bag talking out of his ass but like I don't need an angry mob to come and attack us and be like, ha ha. Yeah. All you idiots who said LeBron was washed. Nobody said that. You know what it reminds me of. Do you remember? uh,
0: It was this year. Richard Sherman said Baker Mayfield didn't shake his hand at, at, at the coin toss. And like, he had all this motivation. And then like the video shows Baker Mayfield, like shook his hand. So (laughs) I, I agree with you. This is all fucking made up. Like nobody said he's washed. Everybody knows how great you are. Relax. Like I'm a big LeBron fan. Like, not a fan. I I am appreciative of his career and what he has done. But nobody said you were washed. You're 34 years old playing in your 100th season. Like, we know you're great. Relax with that bullshit.
1: So we've got the Lakers number one. I don't want to spend too much time on them. Frankly, we you know, you and I touched upon this in our uh, preseason rankings and everything. I don't think either of us really care what the Lakers do during the regular season anyway. So they're number one right now. I would say that's actually great, and I think they're probably overachieving, if I'm being honest. If they happen to fall down to the fourth or fifth seed at some point during the season, I'm not going to laugh at them and say, ha-ha, this is the Lakers' demise. They suck. LeBron's washed. I don't really care what they do during the regular season. They're, they strictly care about the playoffs. So, so that's, why, I mean, that's why we're not going to talk about the Lakers much this year, because obviously they're going to be a top-five seed, and we fully expect them to be in the Western Conference Finals, and then we'll take it from there. But, as you mentioned, the Mavs are the number two seed. So let's talk about your favorite Dallas Mavericks, since you like to talk let's about it so much. Let's fucking go. My guy. Well, everybody's so, guy. It should be your so, guy, too. So it really is the Luka Doncic show, though. Like, what's going on over there? Because this is not a good team. This is not a, a good roster. Their third best player and down, you know, so their players 3 through 12 are terrible. It's Luka Doncic. He's leading the team in points and it's not even close. He's averaging 27 points per game. Second highest is 19. Third highest is 11. He's leading the team in rebounds and it's not even close. He's averaging 9.9, so 10. Second highest is 8, 8.1, so two more rebounds per game than the second highest. And he's leading the team in assists and it's not even close. He's averaging 9.1. Second highest is four. So it's, I mean, this is this is a 20. What, what is he? 21. 21 year old superstar man kid. I don't know what superstar you would call him, who Super- doesn't look particularly athletic, doesn't look particularly explosive. He's very smooth. He has obviously a control over the game, but he's throwing an NBA franchise on his back and carrying it. And I guess I'm surprised by it.
0: So I think we all should be surprised by it. But so it shouldn't be unexpected. So we saw Luca coming in a league. We thought he is who he is. Like we, we put a ceiling on him about how good he could be because he's been playing with adults since he w- was fucking 11 years old. But this dude has taken another step in his game. Like this guy, Luca's fucking amazing. And that's why I had that Dallas team so high. I should have put him in the playoffs over the Sacktown, but I didn't. Luca's just. he's amazing and he sells room to grow which is super scary like like Luca could be the MVP of of the league in the next three years and I wouldn't be
1: surprised by that or shocked so I'm, I'm just doing this off of an eye test which I guess is misleading and 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 possibly unfair but I mean if if we just talk an eye test right and and so don't come at me with like the Oh no, you're just not seeing what I'm seeing. Cause I am. All right. I get, I get basketball, but if I ask you these questions, like, does he look athletic? What's your answer? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, he, he's got arguably like a doughy physique, which, you know, you can see out of like the Marcus Sauls and the Paul Pierce's and the Jokic's and maybe like the bigger guys, but you don't typically see out of your, your point guard. You know what I mean? So he's kind of got like that doughy physique doesn't look athletic. He doesn't come downhill at you. He's not aggressive and fast and in your face. Nothing about him says dominating. Like when you see Giannis, it's 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 overwhelming dominance. When you see Harden in Westbrook, it's relentless dominance. When you see LeBron James, it's just like and, and Anthony Davis and these guys, it's like sheer like physical dominance. You know what I mean? Like Embiid is like overwhelming dominance. The nothing about Lucas screams dominance which is why it's just so easy for me to look past it on the eye test does that make sense
0: no i get it he's not that physical specimen that that we like to see for our nba stars but this dude can fucking play basketball like Jokic can play basketball like this is the new wave of basketball players like it's it's crazy to me because so i would never have luca especially the type of players that I like. Like, my favorite players were, like, Blake Griffin, Amari Stoudemire, Vince Carter, dudes that can jump out of the gym, dunk, like, dunk in your face. But, like, this dude is just amazing at basketball. He just understands the game. He's at a different level intellectually with the game, and he can control what's going on, like, six plays before it happens. It's it's LeBron-esque.
1: So, realistically, how many wins do we think this team is going to get, and what playoff position do you think they're going to get? So, I... So, right now,
0: on the spot, I would put them in the seventh seed at, like, 47-ish
1: wins in the West. Okay. All right. So, all right. So, I mean, that's fair. If if they if they finish fourth seed or higher with 50 wins or more, he has to win the MVP, right? Oh, hands
0: down. Oh, well, not hands down. So, so, I think if LeBron continues on his tear, that's going to be a legitimate MV, MVP case and if Giannis like Giannis is putting up amazing numbers so right now Milwaukee's second in the east at 6 and 2 if they're the number 1 seed with 60 wins that's going to be a hard hard case to to take off you know but i do think Luka definitely has a shot at making mvp if they're in the top 4 seed plus 50 wins
1: well stay tuned because we know that the media creates that narrative and if you're talking about a created narrative it's hard to create the Giannis or LeBron narrative because we've seen that show before you know what I mean so if Giannis or if uh Luca continues to put up fucking 30 15 and 15 um that he's gonna gain some traction and that you know once that momentum starts it's gonna be pretty hard to stop him so yeah interesting man good I mean good for him and I'm I'm not a uh I'm not a you are
0: l- you're a hater you're a. Hater. no I'm not I'm a hater, a hater of
1: being told what to like hey well so, guess
0: what you should like him he's fucking amazing
1: <laughs> and I'm also a, a hater of um you know anointing someone before they've actually done anything yet so we need we need Luca to get into the playoffs win a playoff series that sort of thing before we can say he's you know the best player in the basketball but he's on the right track that's for sure all right, so moving to the East, right? So the East is pretty jam packed. So at the top of the East
0: uh, is no surprises the Boston Celtics. Uh, then we have. <laughs> no surprise, right? <laughs> then we have uh, Milwaukee, Miami, Toronto, Philly, Chicago in the sixth seed, Indiana, Detroit, Brooklyn, and Atlanta tied for the nine seed. Uh, so there's a three way tied with a three seed, and then a two way tied with a nine seed. So if two of those teams aren't going to make it. Who are those two teams?
1: Bro, do you like print out your your stats like days in advance or something because the Bulls are not in the playoff picture. So you you just blew my mind there. Oh, uh, uh,
0: sorry. Charlotte Hornets are 4 and 3. My bad. It was <laughs> Charlotte Horn is in succeed at 40 Well, you
1: also said, like, Sacramento was in the playoff picture when you were talking about the Western Conference, and they're, like, 2-6. and six. So, I mean, I I was just like, all right, maybe he's looking at standings from, like, three days ago or something.
0: No, I bet San Antonio Spurs. Sorry, no. so I'm at basketballreference.com, shout out, because they have a, a great site. And uh, it's SAS as the abbreviation, and I fucked that up.
1: All right, so it's not that you're looking at old stats. It's just so you don't know how to read. Bet. Got it. Um, All right. <laughs> so... If I'm looking at the Eastern Conference, so first, again, I I don't want to dwell on, like, the same topics. And we've talked about the Gordon Hayward thing a few times now. But, my God, that game he had the other day where, I I mean, he made all 16 of his shots inside the two-point, which, again, you know, that's why I keep these goddamn analytics away from me because you can have a mid-range game and be successful. Kawhi Leonard is pretty successful with his mid-range game. LeBron James has no three pointer to speak of. Kevin Durant, while he can shoot threes, has a great mid range game. The Trailblazers get by just fine with their mid range game, and so obviously, you know, maybe Hayward should, you know, keep it keep it closer to the basket and stick with the. I'd rather have him having thirty points on sixteen made twos than going zero for seven on threes. Um, so but I, good. For I,
0: Hayward. I hope I'm wrong with Hayward, and I hope he's back to the player that we want to be. But again, this was against the Cavaliers. So there is like a little pause, like let's not anoint him yet as being back.
1: Right, but if you can get confidence, that's going to help a long way. Other things to touch on, Indiana is rising back up again. So we should mention that because we did, you know, we bashed Indiana. And then we also, you you asked, is T.J. Warren good? And T.J. Warren has looked great over this last week here, putting up good numbers and doing it with efficiency. So... I mean, gun to the head is who's going to make the playoffs. I think, again, we say this all the time. We know the top six teams. Boston, Milwaukee, Miami, Philly, Toronto. Was that, was that only five? <laughs> <laughs> well, again, all right. So maybe we only know the five because then it comes into, you know, is Indiana going to keep keep this up? Can Brooklyn get back into it? And then, you know, you get into Detroit. I, I don't think Charlotte can sustain this. You know, I, I expect them to, to drop back. I, I thought Charlotte was going to be the worst team in the entire NBA, but – Alas, that's my Knicks, of course. So it is the Knicks. Charlotte, Cleveland, New York, Washington, Chicago. You know, I would have thought those were the worst teams. It looks like Atlanta is going to drop back, so it's going to come down to again what we think. You know, probably three spots between Indiana, Detroit, Orlando, Brooklyn. So pick one of those to miss.
0: Yeah, I mean, so uh, a big thing that we saw was Atlanta versus the Spurs. And Atlanta won that game. So, and we talked about it before, because we, we weren't sure if, uh, at the time of our recording, we, we weren't sure if Trey Young was going to play. And then the Collins suspension came after our recording, and they still won that game. So, I think Atlanta making the playoffs is a sure bet than we thought before. And I could see, actually, Brooklyn moving out. Which would well, be, nothing,
1: be awesome. Nothing would give me more pleasure than Brooklyn moving out. Bad news for the Bucks, though, Bucks fans. Uh, I think we saw last night why your team's not going to win the NBA championship as long as you have Eric Bledsoe on the roster. Did you see Eric Bledsoe dribble the ball in without passing the ball in bounds last night? This Unbelievable. Dude took the ball from the ref on the sideline. I, I mean, he's at least 27 years old i'm going to assume he's been playing basketball at least 20 of those years and failed to realize that you have to pass the ball into a teammate and he just proceeded to dribble the ball in and dribble up court so i'm sorry bucks fans but as long as that's your point guard you're not winning an nba championship i don't care if Giannis leads the nba in points steals rebounds assists blocks and everything you get not with blood so you're cursed
0: Yeah, which he might. like. Giannis might lead all those categories. That dude's (laughs) fucking unbelievable right now. So do we have any games that we're interested in watching in the next couple of days?
1: I don't know. What What do you have? What are you thinking? All
0: right. So I think an awesome game is actually tonight. So 9 p.m. we have the Heat at Suns. So we get to see if our Suns are for real. Heat has been an awesome team to watch so far. So I'm very excited to watch that game tonight. And then moving on through the weekend, we have which – all right, so this is kind of like a, a joke, but uh, we have Knicks at Mavericks.
1: Yeah, Chris right? so, is going to drop 40 on our faces.
0: I know. I, I want to see those revenge games. Like, those are so awesome to watch. So I, I do want to see Chris uh play against the Knicks, even though it, it is in Dallas.
1: Well, you also have Kemba going back to Charlotte tonight.
0: Yeah. If so, anybody cares. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously, I care about that. So I think that the Terry Rozier game is going to be a a little bit more interesting because I think he's going to probably shoot over 25 shots tonight.
1: I'm here for that. I'm here for scary Terry jacking up 25 shots. Sign me up.
0: Right. And then moving on to Saturday, we have so an old 2006 uh, Western Conference playoff matchup that everybody's probably tuned in for is going to be Warriors at Thunder. (laughs) <laughs> and then uh again we have dallas at at, at the grizzlies which i think is going to be a fun game because i do obviously i, li- I like watching luca but i do like watching john moran as well
1: so you get well can we just talk about why espn has calves wizards tomorrow night calves wizards are you fucking? i mean are you kidding me when you got uh you got bucks jazz on you got sixers at nuggets which could be a finals preview if you know, you believe in the nuggets, but so good for you, ESPN way to drop the ball there. And then, um, Sunday, was, I was looking at a game. There was a game I wanted to watch on. Um, yeah, actually, you know what? <laughs> Nothing's really moving the needle for me this weekend, which I suppose is good because I won't be watching any basketball this weekend. So
0: I guess Sunday, the only saving grace is Raptors at Lakers. Cause we could, we could see Pascal Siakam like up against LeBron James and Anthony Davis. That might be a good game.
1: Maybe if Kawhi suits up for the Raptors. Uh yeah. Okay. Okay. So interesting that um, while this load management is being brought up, of the five players that lead the, minute, the league in minutes, you mentioned obviously R.J. Barrett for the Knicks, the other four play for two teams. It's um, Van Fleet and Lowry on the Raptors and Dame and CJ on the Blazers. So that's interesting. Obviously – those coaches don't give a damn about your, you take that for data.
0: I don't know, man. I, I don't really have much to, to, to say on the load management piece. Like I'm not educated enough to, to know if the, all the research is good. All I want to see is our best players in the NBA playing every single night. So, I I mean, I think the bigger issue is shortening the NBA season somehow, some way, without skewing historical stats, which I don't know how to do that. But I I think that's a conversation that that needs to be had and something that needs to be done.
1: I saw an interesting stat the other day that was players who run the most miles per game. And I thought that was interesting. Uh, J.J.
0: Redick has to be. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it was interesting just because I had never seen it before as a stat. Now, I'm a soccer guy. I know you're not, but I'm a soccer guy. And obviously that, that stat is talked about and means something in soccer. I had never necessarily seen it in the basketball context. But maybe, perhaps encouraging would be that Gordon Hayward was on that list. Um, he was, like, number four, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, and then, again, it was just interesting to me that, like, of the top ten – Um, I think, like, two players were on the Sixers, like Josh Richardson and somebody – and two players were on the Miami Heat. So it just – it speaks a little bit to, like, organizational culture, you know what I mean? Because, obviously, the Miami Heat are famed for how in shape they are. Um, And, yeah, so Josh Richardson was up there. And let's see day about miles covered because when i saw gordon hayward up there i just thought you know it, it must be indicative of you know him being back to decent health and conditioning if he's you know top five in the nba and miles covered and then just interesting um organizationally that the sixers had two players and the heat had two players because of course the heat are famed for their you know condition that Pat Riley's all about getting guys in in shape. And so it, it speaks to, you know, so, and that's why a team like Miami will always tend to overachieve because, you know, their guys work the hardest. You
0: know, if you were drafted by a team and you were drafted by the Miami Heat, wouldn't you be so fucking pissed? Like, you have to get weight in every single second. They measure body fat. You have to, like, be in the most insane shape of your life. I'd be so fucking mad. Like, if Nicole Jokic was... Drafted by the Miami Heat, he'd be in the fucking G League right now.
1: Yeah, well, I'd be in trouble because uh, with Halloween just passing, I think I've eaten Halloween candy as my every meal since Halloween. So how the fuck did you get Halloween candy? You don't have any kids. Bro, I bought Halloween candy to give out and then was left with 500 extra pieces. So. All right. Word. so, So someone has to eat it. All
0: right, so any hot-button topics that you want to hit on? I think that pretty much covers everything for me. All right, straight. Uh, So once again, I hope I'm wrong about Gordon Hayward. I hope that he is back. I'm interested to see him doing back-to-back performances of that. Again, we should pause before we anoint him because he did play the Cleveland Cavaliers, but I hope that he's back. Maybe he's not. We will see. Sounds like you didn't take a stance at all. Well, I did take a stance. I said he – I'm out on him. I just hope right. that
1: I'm fucking I'm wrong. I'm saying he's back. Gordon Hayward is back. 100% back. If Gordon – so what? if Gordon Hayward keeps up – um, what, he's averaging over 20 points per game, right? Yep. If he keeps this up, do you now want to keep him or do you now want to trade him?
0: So I think if he keeps this up, this is going to be one of the most interesting – stories we have in this offseason because it's not a good free agent class and he can opt out of this contract so if he keeps this up this could be probably one of the biggest stories that we're going to have whether he accepts his player option whether the celtics resign him whether another team goes after him and when he opts
1: out uh, i think it's very interesting Um, he's averaging 20.7 rebounds and four assists yeah. So, I mean, that sure sounds like Utah three years ago. If he is Gordon Hayward from Utah, do you all of a sudden say, okay, quick sell while the stock is high, or do you say, perfect, this is what we signed up for, this is what we thought we were getting, let's make that run to the finals? So,
0: as the Celtics organization, seeing our young players like Tatum and Brown, and I believe that's the only way to get a championship is with through the, those guys in about six years, I would sell to get pieces. But if there's an opportunity, let's say Paul, Paul George doesn't come back, Kawhi Leonard rests for the entire season and postseason because he's a dickhead. Uh, if LeBron James turns an ankle and there's an opportunity to win a championship, then you keep Gordon Hayward. But without that opportunity, I would sell if I am the Celtics GM. But Danny Ainge never listens to me because if he did, we'd have Markel Fultz instead of Jason Tatum. <laughs>
1: Hey, Markel Fultz is starting for Orlando right now, by the way. But he just – he doesn't look right. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I was watching him the other day, and I'm happy for him that he's starting. And he – it's deceiving because he can, like, fill up a box score with, like, you know, like 13-5-5. Five and five, But he just doesn't look right. It does Everything's herky-jerky and, like, uncoordinated and, like – He looks like if Michael
0: J. Fox were were to play basketball right now.
1: Oh, boy. Um, Okay. Well, maybe uh, on that note, we should wrap on up and talk uh, over the weekend. (laughs) All
0: right, bro. I'll talk to you.
1: All right. See you.
0: Peace. Hey, if you like what you hear, please give us a five-star review, share it with your friends. Uh, Again, we're just two dudes trying to make a podcast, trying to give you what you want. Uh, Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Uh, Thanks for listening and hope to see you soon.